Welcome to the fifth episode of Resistered Treasures. I'm Charity. And I'm Faith. Today we will be talking about some of our recent ups and downs of reselling. Wee wee. Super. So I'll go first because I need to vent. Oh, just let it go. Let it all out. This is my space for venting. <laughs> this is your safe space. The internet. <laughs> so we'll start with our downs and then we'll end with our ups. So my first down, probably the most irritating so far for me, was a Poshmark order. So I had these new pair of Sam Edelman flat shoes they were like a mauve light pink um, with a pom-pom. Super cute. And size 10 and a half. So a good size because I think it's hard for people in oversized 10 in women yeah, to find true. shoes. So good size. Um, and I had them posted for, I think it was 40, which is pretty That's fair. really good for... A new pair of Sam Edelman. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty fair price. So I get this offer from a buyer for $20. No. And I couldn't accept that because I was <laughs> losing money. I feel so, like $20 is like the base price everyone asks for. They're just like, no matter what, the price is $20. It's true. Like, it's true. I've had people offer me, and it seems to be like 50% off, 50-60% off that people shoot for a lot on Poshmark. Yeah. Um. So I counter offered at 35 because that's the lowest I could go on the item, and that's a good deal. Yeah. So I did 35 and then she countered me again going a few dollars up, and then I countered again at 35 and yeah. just back and forth for, I think, three offers, and I should have just declined it. But I just kept going back and forth, and then she just ended up accepting the $35 offer. So I'm like, great. She's like, fine. Perfect. Pour me down. So I ship it out the next day. These are brand new, in the paper, absolutely no flaws. They get delivered to the buyer. I get my rating, and she rated me three out of five stars. Boo. Boo. And well, I just want to brush this one off. It made me a little angry. (laughs) Because the only reason that she had to give me that rating was the price. Which is like, that was still a really good price. Which was still a good deal. Yeah. And then I looked at her profile on Poshmark and she had sold like one item. And she doesn't have like a lot of followers or following a lot of people. So I don't know if she's relatively new to the platform um you don't base somebody's rating off of the price if you don't want to buy them for that price then just don't buy it yeah that's true is kind of the deal i kind of i don't know ratings are difficult because i was looking at some of my ratings on ebay and i had like four or five neutrals because on ebay you can do like three different ratings positive negative neutral and Half of the neutral ones were ones that were ones that it was their fault. And they're like, it was my fault. Like people who bought something and then they're like, oh, cancel this. I don't want it. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, they leave a neutral when really I don't think they realize that that's like a bad quote unquote mark for me. Yeah. 
So I kind of think some people don't understand fully. I didn't even like I just leave them as is. I don't care because when people go and read it, actually, they're like, okay, that makes no sense. But and I don't think eBay will remove neutrals. Maybe they will. I don't know. I'm not sure about neutrals. But still, like, at least half of them are people who are like, oh, yeah, I didn't want this. So I asked to cancel and they refunded me. And I'm just like, that's not my fault. (laughs) They honestly shouldn't let somebody put a review on something that they asked to cancel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really understand that on eBay because it's especially hard because you can't leave negatives for uh, buyers. So, like, if I... You can only leave a positive or leave nothing at all. Yeah, you can only leave positive. And I'm just like, how it just feels unfair. And that's like the back and forth that been with at least eBay for a while is that people are like, why can't I leave a negative feedback for a buyer who's terrible? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, most of the time sellers are not going to do that because they want repeat customers. But yeah, if they're exactly. if they're truly not a great buyer, you should be able to warn other people about it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's part of the downside about auctions on eBay because they don't have a they don't have something in place right now that if a buyer wins an auction, it automatically charges their Mormon payment. Unfortunately, they have to follow through with paying for it. And so there's a lot. That's why a lot of people don't do auctions on eBay, because I would say at least 50% don't even follow through with their payment. Yeah. And I feel like those people, like they say behind the scenes, eBay is like giving them checks, so to speak. And after so many, they're not even allowed on the platform. But it's like, I feel like they should be able to have some sort of feedback for sellers to see yeah oh yeah they're not going to follow through or whatever i don't know if i hope i'm hopefully it's something that's changing i don't know i don't think this has changed either but like if you do a best offer and they accept your offer they still have time to pay for it too it's not an immediate payment so yeah um it can just sit there like scammers. That ha- That's happened to me a couple times with eBay. Yeah. Where they accept an offer and then they just let it sit there. I think so. they ha- I don't know for sure, but I think so. If you send an offer and they accept it, they can take time to like pay for it whenever they want, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I think if they send me an offer, I don't know if you've noticed this, but when they send you an offer and you accept it, I don't know if that's automatic because I never have issues if someone sends me an offer like payment always comes through. Yeah, that's weird. Do you think they would have the same rules? Yeah, I I would think so. But since I opened up my listings to best offer, like I don't think I've really had a problem with people who have offered me and payment. Like I feel like I always have payment going through. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. There's definitely like issues. Hopefully it's something that can be fixed in the future. I know they're constantly updating things. So hopefully those are a couple that will be updated soon. Yeah. I mean, things have gotten better, but there is definitely still things that need to be worked through on all platforms. All platforms for sure have some sort of issue that needs to be worked out it's just kind of 
dealing with it until it is, I guess. Yeah. Well, like with Poshmark, you don't rate the buyer. Right. I can't go and rate her and say, like, sellers beware. She's going to give you, like, a three star if you don't accept her counteroffer. Yeah. I think the only thing I've seen people do is they'll go to that person's um, page and they'll go to that bio. There's, like, a little listing that's like a bio like hi i oh yeah yep and they'll comment on it yeah and that's where they'll like warn other buyer or whatever and so i'm just like really we have to do that (laughs) but i think you can remove it as yeah that's true you could if it's marketed like spam if it's your account you can remove it you can mark it as spam or harassment or whatever that's true so they have the ability to take that off which granted, I don't think many people are smart. <laughs> they do have these. That is true. Um, but anyway, the three star, I messaged her and asked her if there was anything wrong with the item and never received a response back. So I at first was like, I'm contacting Poshmark. I'm going to report this lady. This is ridiculous. <laughs> They're probably like, ma'am, go away. And then I'm like, ugh. I just don't want to spend the time on it. I will just block her so she can't yeah. buy from me in the future and move on. Because most people are most people are decent. Like all the other ratings that I've gotten on Poshmark have been five stars. So it kind of like gives me confidence in my products and shipping and stuff. Yeah. It's just sometimes you get a crappy person in there every once in a while. Well, and like I was kind of saying, Poshmark, it's not like even Mercari and eBay where... Mercari has the rating right there in front of your face and eBay has the rating right there in front of your face. Poshmark yeah. have to like do some work to read their love notes and see people's reviews. So Poshmark's a little better if someone like is terrible with a review or something that no one's gonna like I've never read anyone's review. Yeah. Basically basically nobody sees your reviews on Poshmark. It's kind of just for like your own feedback basically and um to be a Poshmark ambassador. Yeah, right. So that is it that's what's nice about Poshmark is it's not um heavily based on reviews, which makes it a little less stressful as a seller. Yeah, I think people can just go to your like um closet obviously and if you have like an ambassador star the one or two level ambassador star it pretty much just tells the person you're a good seller because you have to meet all those requirements so if you have that star people are like okay well i don't feel as shady yeah something because you have have had to meet these requirements so at least there's that with poshmark is just like Someone can go to your page and just see that you have that and be like, okay. And they don't have to like go searching for something. So, yeah, for reviews. Yeah. yeah. But even before I had any like badge or star, like people still bought stuff. I mean, yeah. I feel like they look at to like maybe how much you've sold and the love notes that they, what they call yeah. are basically comments that people put on their reviews. Right. Um, so, I mean, you can look at that too, but. Some people just don't care and they buy it anyway. That's true. Um, My other conundrum. Oh, we got another one. This week. 
uh, was USPS. Lol. USPS. They like to run over my packages. They do like to uh, really give your packages a good... They give them a good whirl. (laughs) So I sold this promotional Mountain Dew mouse pad. And it went out to Washington, kind of the Seattle area. Mm -hmm. And this happened the last time I sent something to Washington. So it is one of the locations in between Minnesota... In Washington, that is just destroying the packages. One's taking their anger out. And I just, I want to figure it out because it's a little ridiculous. But I, I know I probably shouldn't even be looking, but sometimes I'll like just track my packages just to see like where they're at. Yeah. And one, this one package, I went to track it and it seemed to be taking absolutely forever to uh, arrive. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I kept tracking it, tracking it, tracking it. Um, it took almost two weeks to get there. That's which is crazy. Re- which is ridiculous. I did use ground shipping, but still. But still. Even with ground, it should get there within like five business days. Yeah. So I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I kept tracking it. And then this message came up in the tracking info that there was visible damage to the package. That tells you something if they're putting that in there. I have never seen that before. I've never seen a note that said visible damage. Yeah. What in the world are they doing to the packages? Somebody's super angry. Yeah. And the last package I sent out to Washington before this that got destroyed, it was a, in a box. And I had a purse in there. And thankfully, I had the purse wrapped like super, super good. Bubble wrapped, um, put in cellophane. So it was protected, but they literally tore the box. It looked like it was literally put under a truck and ran over a few times. They're just like, give it a good what for? So that one, the first one that I shipped out to Washington that I had issues with, it came back to me. Thankfully, they ripped the label pretty much all off, but my return address was thankfully still there. So I don't know what it is with packages being sent out there, but they seem to get destroyed. And I was just waiting for the buyer to like send me a message. I'm like bracing myself. (laughs) They're just like, what in the world? But I haven't heard anything yet. It was delivered yesterday. So I'm like, they just really want their mouse pad. I'm like, I am so sorry. I thought like and I put it in a poly mailer, like I put it in cellophane. So at least it was protected by something. And put it in a poly mailer. But I'm like, good grief. Next time I send something out to Washington, I'm going to be putting it like in a double box because it will get ran over. You're like, oh, it's going to Washington. Double box that sucker. I need to figure out the post office in between that handles (laughs) their packages, like throws them and runs over them. (laughs) They're just like, yeah, they're. I was watching one YouTuber once and it was when I was kind of learning how to package breakables and they're like, okay, you want to make sure that when you have your breakable package, you can throw it across the room and it won't break. (laughs) And I'm like, hmm, okay. Because that's what some of them do. They throw throw and toss them. They like one hair. They like take that thing and just like karate chop punt across the room. 
I'm sure part of it is, is that these people are understaffed and they're like, I've talked to local or local USPS people and they're like, yeah, they're making us work like 16 hour days. So they're just understaffed, overworked, and they're probably angry, but (laughs) they're going to take it out on your package. It stinks for my packages. It's true because the only person that hears about it is going to be you. It's going to be the seller because nobody's going to track down the person that beat it up. It's true, unfortunately. Anyway, those were my major two. I did have one recently on eBay. Um, so I have, I'm like kind of running two, a- two eBay's, Jake's and mine, because I started on Jake's, so I still have some uh, listings under his. Yeah. Um, but I had a vintage Dooney that I sent out an offer on um, and didn't hear anything and it expired. And then a lady bought it at full price. And then she messaged me and said, hey, I bought this at 57, not the full price. So 57 was the offer that I sent out. Yeah. And she asked for me to refund the difference. Oh, I've had that happen a few times. Um, So I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. It's totally fine. I'm just going to cancel it. So the um taxes are correct, as well as what eBay takes out of it from me. Mm-hmm. Um, So I refunded it. I relisted it and I just updated the price, the offer price that I sent out so she could just buy it. But yeah, um, so then I messaged her after I did all these things and then she was like, just send me a refund. (laughs) And I'm like, I already refunded it. Oh, geez. But to be honest, you probably wouldn't want her buying it anyway. I know. I don't know if she just thought I was sketchy and tried to trick her because she let the offer expire and then accidentally bought it at full price. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, Lee, that's not But like fault. you see that when you're checking out. Like the you, price isn't like a lot. Yeah, you see the total price. So I don't know if she was just confused. I'm not sure. But people do be very confused. And I'm like, please don't eBay or just don't be on the internet. You're just you're making this difficult for me. Please just don't buy anything on the internet because some people i mean some people probably wouldn't refund you like you need to be careful what you're doing because yeah. it's definitely her fault it wasn't my fault that she bought it at full price yeah exactly but fyi in a weird way if you do just put give them a refund for the difference ebay um oh like, they adjust the the yeah ease Yeah, they adjust the fees in that refund. So if you did refund it, they would adjust the fees and adjust the taxes and adjust all of that. So in the future, you don't have to fully cancel. You can just refund the like 10 bucks or whatever, and they'll do the rest. Oh, gotcha. Well, that would have been easier, but she seemed like a great grace. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably better, to be honest, that you just avoided that altogether. Oh my gosh. So anyway, those were my rounds for the week. What were yours? <laughs> so my returns and issues always come in like clumps. Granted, my clump is kind of small at this point, but usually they come in clumps, like at least five or six. It's just like everyone talks together and gets their pitchforks out and is angry at one time. Like, let's just attack yeah, they all just go. And it's not like, you know, this It's like, I hate you. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to find your firstborn. <laughs> like, joke's on you because I don't have one. 
And I'm just like, oh. So anyways, I had two issues, which aren't like crazy, but because usually they come in like five or sixes. So but I've had two issues this week and it's mostly people who aren't reading the description or looking at pictures and then they're buying it and they're upset because there's something, I mean, it is pre-owned, so it's not going to be pristine. Mm -hmm. And they're upset about something because they didn't look at all the pictures or they didn't read the description. And I have this happen literally all the time. Not this particular thing, but I think the biggest is people who are like, what is the measurements? And the or what photos. Is and I'm just like, if you look at pictures five and six or eight and mm-hmm. eight, you'll see the... And then they're just like, oh. So I don't know why people don't... I don't know. Do they just look at the first few and they're like, okay, good. And just like go forward or... I'm not really sure. I don't know if people's attention spans aren't long enough to look at like 10 pictures instead of the first couple, but I feel like that's what happens. I don't know. But this week particularly had two irate people. Um, One lady left me negative feedback on eBay, which brought my 100% to a 99.7, but that's fine. 99.7. Oh, that's terrible, Sharon. So bad. But anyways, I was kind of telling you earlier, it kind of gives you a relief when it's not 100 because then you're not like paranoid. You're just like, is it going to be bad today? Is today? And right now I'm like, it's bad, whatever. Everyone just pile on. Just Which 99 points. I mean, yeah, I you never want to get that, but it's not it's not realistic, really. It's really not because someone can get upset by the smallest of things and leave you negative. I'm actually surprised I don't get more because people get very upset about something that is nothing to do with what you can control. Yeah. So it's actually kind of surprising to me that I've only had that one. But anyway, so I had that and then another one who got angry, everything in the pictures and whatnot. And I was like, it's fine. I'll just send you a label. You can return it for both of them. I told them, just return it. I'll give you a refund, yada, yada. And the one lady was like making stuff up. She was just like, you told me this was new and you said this. And I'm like, I don't know who you were talking to, but that was not me. She got got you confused with a different person. I'm just like, I did not say those things. And I was just like, here's your label, return it, and I'll refund you, blah, blah, blah. And then this morning she emails me and she's like, just give me a $20 refund and I won't send it back. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> How much was the item? I think she ended up paying 32 or something. Did she want a $20 refund? Yeah. I'd say just send it back. And I'm just like, I just didn't even... I just didn't even respond. I was like, you have the return label. You can return it. You can do what you want. You have your choice, what you want to do. But at this point, I'm not going to like haggle back and forth because you missed what the pictures actually were. Like, this is nothing of my fault. Like, everything was right there laid out. So I feel like also it's a way for people to like be tricky because. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a surprise. Everything was stated in the description and shown in the pictures. So it's like you're trying to get the item, but for way cheaper Yeah. You threw a fit. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. So I'm just like, whatever. I'm just going to leave that bear alone and see what happens. But there is a point that if someone like that leaves you negative feedback, you can fight it if you want with eBay. 
it just depends how much effort you want to put into it. Granted, she didn't leave me negative feedback. The one who's trying to haggle the price down after she bought it. But I don't know. It's just difficult because you're like, how much effort do I want to put into this? Right. Maybe. I don't know. So, but those are the downs for my week is people who not be reading the descriptions or looking at any pictures and deciding to buy something and then gets upset because they bought something that they were thinking was different and it's my fault so because that's part of the customer service yeah yeah i mean i think if you work with people in any sort of degree it's going to be like that because people do not put in much effort (laughs) yeah no obviously because you get or I, I'm sure you do, get messages all the time about someone who's like, can you tell me about this? Can you just... And I'm like, it's in the description. It's in right. Like, I mean, literally right there. I just had that on Poshmark where they asked me for the measurements and I'm like, oh, they're in photos nine and 10. Yeah, it's like, exactly. You just have to keep looking. And yeah. I looked at their, their profile and they were a Posh ambassador and I'm like... You'd think you would <laughs> Yeah. No, to look No, some people are just like, Okay, I'm done. I don't need to look any further and you're just like, It's right it's right there. <laughs> it's yeah, it's part of the part of the reselling process, I guess, or game. It's yeah. it's gonna happen. All right, so wins of the week. So my two wins. So we already talked about kind of what a Poshmark ambassador is. Um I am now one, <laughs> despite the three-star lady. Oh. um. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really change much. It just, like, puts that badge yeah, right. on your account. So, if people are kind of sketched out and don't know if they can trust you, if you have an ambassador badge, it gives them a little bit more reassurance. Um, right. I think it also features you to new users to Poshmark. I don't know mm. how really, if that helps a lot, drive your they say that the majority of users on Poshmark are buyers, not sellers. So I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is that true? I don't know. Also, Poshmark got bought or like acquired by a different company like a year ago or something. I could be making this up. It could be like shorter or longer. I could just be making something <laughs> totally up right now. But when they took over like... When they took over is when all that live stuff started happening, where they implemented the live thing. Yes. And so a lot of like normal closets who have stores on Poshmark, their sales went way down when they implemented. And they've implemented other things to where people are kind of leaving the platform in like droves because... People say the search function is terrible. Like, they'll go to search for something and, like, they won't get what they're searching for. And so, having a really hard time finding what they want. So, Poshmark is kind of in its own crisis mode right now, to be honest, with people trying to, like, find stuff and other people trying to make money. Like, everyone's just kind of upset on their own wavelength right now. And so, they're needing to figure some stuff out. I feel like, too, like you have to be super strategic in like the hashtags that you use for like the SEO, whatever, search engine optimization. Is that what it's for? Um, So you have to be like super 
choosy with the words that you put in there too because that's how people will find your product um yeah so sometimes that's hard to narrow down as well but yeah the show thing kind of stinks because i came in after that was implemented um yeah that i think was part of the implementation from this new company like i think it was a company in china that acquired poshmark and i don't know i read all about it at one point but so side note whatnot is basically that's what whatnot is is just live shows and it kind of feels like poshmark took that from whatnot is or did they start at the same time with shows i think it was very similar at the same time but poshmark's wasn't like the level it was like right now it's just like live shows up the wazoo yeah and and when whatnot started i think it was very baby at Mm -hmm. that point on poshmark because they had like a small group of people testing it out and whatnot but um it wasn't to that level like right now i get like 500 notifications a day about yes or whatnot well live shows and silent shows all sorts of right yeah with those shows which i've thought about doing um trying out silent shows and just seeing if it'll bump up not that i don't think anybody's gonna buy anything but yeah like i read some people's what is it like they've done that to see if it would like increase their sales just put on a silent show Mm -hmm. and see if it would increase their store and the algorithm of poshmark and they said that they think it didn't help at all oh well and i don't want to do it yeah so i don't know i think think live shows would um i would probably just need to figure out what i'm doing before i implemented a live show do i really want to do them not really yeah but i don't know if i wanted to do live shows i just go on whatnot yeah exactly i feel whatnot like the app is made specifically for it so yeah that's all that you do granted when i did a few shows it was still a little clunky but the app itself is made for just doing live shows so it obviously will work better than poshmark but i don't know just in general i'm not a fan because people who go to those want things at the cheapest possible price and it makes it difficult to make any money it's true. It's like you you have to be able to sell in a higher quantity. It's for yeah. people that want to sell cheaper at a cheaper price, but have a ton of product. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that's how you're making your profit is just selling a large amount. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have that capability and you're just kind of a smaller business, it makes it a little bit more tricky. Yeah, it makes it a little more difficult because like on Whatnot, there's a processing fee for each item, which I think is 30 cents, Mm -hmm. which is like super high. But when you're selling something for two dollars, you have your fee, then your 30 cent base price coming out. So you're left with like a dollar 75 cents for an item or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you have to really look at all of that but yeah if you got to move a lot of stuff it works but it's a it's an interesting thing to try that's for sure yeah okay so speaking of whatnot i was on a i i do like watching the shows and i would say buying stuff (laughs) whatnot um it's a little bit of an addiction if you're a buyer so beware but i was watching this one show and it was actually really nice um it's like this husband and wife that do estate sales um 
and they had, I guess, like, uh, I don't know if it was really, it was like a building. Yeah. It must have been a little bit older-ish. I don't want to say tent. I think it was a building. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, not that they lived in, that they store their stuff. <laughs> Let me just clarify that. Um, that they were renting and there wasn't insurance on it. And part of the roof caved in and it ruined a ton of their stuff. Oh, no. So they were on whatnot and they were like just explaining what happened. And they're like, yeah, we're going to have to move everything and like just get rid of, throw away a bunch of stuff and blah, blah, blah. Oh, a nightmare. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. And then people just started tipping like, oh, tip on whatnot. Yeah. Just started like tipping and tipping and tipping and tipping. And like it just kept happening like the whole show. Oh, and I didn't stay for the whole show, but I think they had around like three to four hundred dollars in tips that people gave them. Jeez, good for them. So I was like, oh, that's super sweet. And the guy, the seller, he was super sweet. He like started crying and he was like, oh, my goodness. He was like, oh, my gosh, I was not expecting this today. And you guys just absolutely made my day. And it was really sweet. So I was like, in that sense, like the what? Once you have followers on whatnot, they yeah. are a pretty loyal following. Yeah, that is true. They can be very generous at times. So yeah, it's kind of cool to see that they helped that guy out. Um, so going away from whatnot, my other win of the week, I would say, is so I started using Bendu, which is a cross listing app. Uh-huh. Um if you follow my Instagram, you're going to be like, holy cow, she's talking about Vendu every day. <laughs> um, reason passionate. <laughs> reason being, I mean, I do like Vendu, but reason being, I if you post every day in the month of January about how Vendu helps you and your reselling but business, ventures, whatever, um, they'll give you a free year subscription to Vendu. <laughs> so, so it's like four to $500. So uh, yeah. Um. So that's why I'm posting about it every day. But it has been super helpful in delisting and relisting. Because if you do yeah. that, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, so you can do it super fast. So I've been doing a lot of delisting and relisting. And I have sold some stale items from mm-hmm. that. So it has worked. Um, and then cross-listing. I've been using Vendu to do that. Um, I find it a little less of a headache for me bouncing between apps. Mm-hmm. Just doing it on there. Yeah. Um, and then I've just been implementing more consistency with how much I post because last year I was kind of just casually doing it. And if I didn't want to post one night, I just wouldn't do it. Like, yeah, if I just didn't feel like it, I'm like, oh, I'll just do it later in the week. Yeah. But this month, I've given myself the goal since I'm using Bendu that I will post every day and delist and relist every day. So, so far, so good. I mean, some nights I'm like, I really don't want to do this right now. Yeah. But I know all the platforms like consistency. Mm-hmm. They so do. I've been doing that. I mean, it hasn't been a massive amount. I mean, I see some sellers posting, they say they post 30 items a day. And I'm yeah. Like, like new? Yeah. Like, I mean, not relisted? No. Oh, I need to do that. No, I follow this account and they post 30 item new items every day except for the weekends the weekends they are they a team of two or is it one person 
It's a husband and wife team. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. For one person, listing, it doesn't sound like a lot, but listing can take a lot of time. Well, I mean, there's so much other stuff involved. Like, you might have another job, but you're sourcing, cleaning, doing a bajillion other things. So, yeah. 30 is, that's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. If you're one person, if you're two people, I can see that being more manageable. But because mm-hmm. that's going to take up like a lot of your time, even if you get faster at it. It's yeah, because then you have your shipments like at the end of the day. Like, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So I'm definitely not at 30 items a day. I yeah. don't know when I would get to that. I think I would have to be a full time reseller to do 30 items a day. Um but right now, my goal was like, I'm just going to do one to five Id- new items every day. I think it's realistic. I think it's doable. Yeah. And I won't burn myself out. So even if it was like one new item, good. And then I just delisted and relisted like yeah. five to 10 items a day. And that helps as well. So that's been one of my wins for January. I am a little tired, <laughs> but... It's part of the process. Like Friday, Thursday, I had a really busy day at work. Yeah. And then Friday morning, I woke up and I'm like, I feel like I was ran over by a truck. But let's just do this today. I'm going to post my items. We're going to keep going. I mean, that's the good thing about setting goals. It keeps you on track. Yeah. And it forces you to even even just doing a little bit on days like that. Yeah, it's definitely. I don't know how I like I for a year two years probably i did like a long time i did like seven to ten items a day on top of working full-time but the plus side was that i worked from home so like i could definitely get stuff done (laughs) multitask you're like yeah i'm working at the computer multitask for sure i feel okay so my personal opinion on working from home is if you get your work done and you do all your work and you're doing everything you should be doing, like, I feel it's more of a salaried position. I mean, if you're getting the job done, either way. Yeah, like, I view it, even if you're hourly, I view it more as, like, a salary. <laughs> so, like, so obviously salary is, like, you're completing your job, you're doing your tasks, but you're not forced to do, like, an eight-hour day. You're just, you're just required to do your job and so i'm like listen i'm doing my job i'm doing it great so if i'm gonna post i'm gonna i'm gonna post yeah no it makes sense but some people are very opposed to that and say that you should you know i don't know what are you gonna do read a manual or something (laughs) for your job if you've like done everything you need to do i now do some homework yeah, do some homework for your job that you're already doing. So, but yes, that was the only way I feel I was able to do that is because I was home and I do everything from my phone. So if I had downtime, I could just like yeah. post something or, you know, I didn't really do pictures and stuff unless I had like a chunk of time, like a long lunch. Yeah. Like that. that. That takes a while. But if I just, like, had stuff on my phone, I could just, like, do it right then. And I think that's the only way I was able to do both for so long. But 30 items a day, that's a goal. That is- yeah, I mean, I think my next goal would be probably 10 items a day. 
Um, yeah. I think I think that's all I could really. I mean, I shouldn't say put it set in stone, but realistically, with having another job, posting ten yeah. items a day, it's a lot because you're basically coming home and doing another job. Oh, for sure. So, and you also need to maintain your sanity. Oh, yeah. Time. Um, yeah. So we're going to start out January with one to five. And then once I get in the routine of that, we'll increase it. I feel like that's a good goal. Um, what about you? What were your wins for the week? Well, my wins were quite small because I was dying all week. So <laughs> my goals for the week were, are you alive today? Oh, you are. Great. Okay. Continue. To get out of bed and drink some water. <laughs> to get out of bed. Did you take a shower? Oh, look four. Great. Look at you. You took four. Good job. So I was not able to do much of anything like taking pictures, even like posting. I just my energy was just like, no. So I literally didn't do anything. I neglected all my platforms, but it was like great sales. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. It goes against all the advice out there, but it really does because like there was a few days I delisted and relisted some stuff, but that was maybe two days out of the like seven. And then I'm going to be gone for like eight or nine. And so I don't know what was happening, but people were just like, yeah, bye. And so everybody knows Charity had some sort of like respiratory I don't know. Yeah. It Where wasn't she had a healthy, fever, but fever for like days. So, yeah, it was like a good week of fevering. I was in like a fever dream for a good week. So. But like the one day you sent me a picture, like you said, you ignored all your platforms. And how many orders did you have that day? Like 15 to 20? Well, that was me shipping like my weekend orders. So that was like a, probably like a Friday through Sunday. Okay. Okay. But it was like 20 some orders, which is like very high when you're not actively on the platform. Yeah. So I don't know what was happening. I was very grateful for them all, even though I felt like death a little bit. You know, I'm lace all up the wazoo and whatnot, but you're like coughing and you're like, that goes <laughs> in with your order. Thank you. <laughs> and that's for you. A little lace all. <laughs> They're like, why does my shirt smell like Lysol? <laughs> so, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised that even though I couldn't really do much, which is surprising because even when I have been sick, like I usually still do a bunch of stuff. But for some reason, this illness like told me I'm going to kill you. And so <laughs> I'm going to straight up take you out. <laughs> I'm going to take you out right now. So, yeah, we still had sales. So that was my up for the week that even though I wasn't planning on it being like that, I still had pretty decent sales. So, I mean, I guess that's the nice part of reselling full time is that you can take the time to recover. Yeah, right. Like a lot of the time, like I've gone to work with influenza. Yeah. And I feel like I'm going to like absolutely die. I don't even know because I have worked from home most of my career, like not reselling. Obviously, reselling is also working from home. But I think I've only had to go into the office in like my career, like a few times when I've been sick. And one, people are like, you're disgusting. Get away from me. And I'm like, 
too, I know, especially <laughs> after COVID. But what can I do? And it's like no one wants you there. Like getting dressed, you feel are just exhausted. And then you have to perform a full eight hour work day or whatever. It's just like, I don't know how people do it. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I mean, you kind of want to cry and just go sleep in the back. But you just put your fake happy smile on and you're like, I have a fever right now and I feel like crap. But hey, I've got diarrhea. I've got I've got the runs, but <laughs> I'm here. I'm here and I won't give it to you. <laughs> I mean, mainly with that, it's because, well, I work in a very small setting. So if one person is gone, it just like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And second, you don't have sick time. So if you take time off, that's your vacation time. And I mean, right. who really wants to use their vacation time. Yeah, exactly. When they're sick. So it is kind of stinky. So, I mean, it is nice working for yourself in that aspect because you can allow your body to recover a little bit like you should be able to. I mean, you should be able to do that. Yeah, it's I don't know. I was just thinking about like how people who have physical jobs like they work for Amazon or they're a contractor or they're whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, how are these people surviving? Yeah, I'm over here just like a dead fish on my eighth shower of the day. And I'm just like, how are these people doing this? I don't know. Well, that's the thing. I think people just like push and push and push and push themselves. And that's when you break. Yeah. yeah. So that's why turnover is terrible. Basically yeah. everywhere. It's because people get burnt out really quick now. Yeah. I think it is because I wouldn't say most of us, but I think over a certain age, you're like, you feel the need to fill every crevice of your day with something. Yes. And if you don't, you feel guilty. Mm -hmm. I do like I do that now. Like I do it on the weekends. Yeah. Like, I can't just sit there and relax. I have to like always be doing something. What a tear. I don't know. I just think it's such a terrible mindset to if you decide to sit down for an hour and read a book like reading a book should not be a leisure activity like you should be able to read like I feel like I only read if I'm like on vacation or it's like a yes occasion or at the airport right yeah be, like and now to be honest if I was at the airport I'd be posting so yeah exactly so it's like how do we reverse this mentality of you don't have to be yeah doing something every hour of the day when you're not sleeping it's just I don't know. It's like a hard line because then there's also a generation or part of a generation that chooses to not do anything <laughs> all day. And so it's like we're not we're we need to like figure something. <laughs> we need to have like a balance, I feel. Yeah. Because I, I think that the generation we're speaking of where we can't stop doing anything is the millennial generation. Yeah. Where we're just like, we have to be doing stuff all the time. I If I'm not doing something, I'm lazy. Yeah, right. Whatever. And I feel like I should implement more of Gen Z. That would be very difficult for me. I think I would need to be on extra pills because yeah. I... Yeah. It, that would be very hard for me to be like, you know what? I don't care what you think of me. And I'm going to do my job the way I want to do it. And if it's going to affect me mentally, then I'm quitting. Yeah. I really wish I could do that a lot easier you know yeah no like thinking back working for other people i'm just like you're always like what can i do what can i do better 
I didn't do that good enough. I need to do that better. I need to give them this 100% of the time. Yep. And, and yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. We're falling apart. We're all just falling apart. We all just need to take mental health days. And this is everyone's announcement to go read a book. And go read a book. Not on leisure time. Just because you want to. Just because you want to sit there and read a book. Exactly. We would all be happier people. We're not going to feel guilty by reading a book. <laughs> this is our announcement. <laughs> all right, guys. So thanks for listening to Resister Treasures. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you would like to take a look at our thrifted finds, you can find me at Faithful Thrifter without the E and Charity at Hello Handbags. As always, remember to stay thrifty. Bye-bye. Bye.